0: preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, simply live the supernatural life. That's what every Christian is supposed to do. Learn how through our program with Teresa Lusk Ministries. Friends, I am your host, Teresa Lusk. I'm so glad you are tuned in. Today we are going to continue in our Freedom Series, and today we're actually going to discuss generational curses and thieving generational devils my friends this is straight out of my book unapologetically free deliverance and freedom through the spirit-filled life you can get your copy wherever books are sold my friends today we're going to talk about generational curses Uh, truly can we can we back them up biblically Uh, is that even something that's operating in the christian's life and so on and so forth And so, um, once again, we are really studying it out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. But uh, I want to discuss this topic a little bit because it is a topic that has really given birth to many, many teachings and books. and. My friends, everybody's going to have a different perspective on it. Everybody has a different opinion, much like denominations. They are all split up. Everybody has their own um, way that they feel like they have best uh, interpreted the scriptures. I'm going to tell you that I, um, I believe that uh, what I am going to show you is uh, what, what, what we really should be living under. And so I want to start off, first of all, by reading this verse to you. It's out of Galatians, uh, chapters 3, excuse me, chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. It says, The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, that is us, by faith, preached the gospel before him to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. So then, you who are of faith are blessed with Abraham the believer. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. Did you hear that, my friends? For as many as are of the works of of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous person shall live by faith. However, the law is not a faith on the other hand he who practices them shall live by them by them what by the law basically Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith now um, the word does say that those who are under the law are under a curse. And um, the curses were in, incurred because of breaking the law, breaking the law of God, the, the commandments that God have had given. But what he's saying is that we are justified by faith, not by the law. And here's, here's where people get so caught up. They say, well, you know, the, the commandments are still for today. And I absolutely believe that, in the sense of, the 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 Bible says that we fulfill the law when we um, when we uh, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. Because when you love God and you love your neighbor, you're not going to break them. You're not going to break the law. But here it says that if you are basically determined to be under the law, that cursed. Are you for not abiding in all the things written? So, in other words, because the Bible says that if you break one commandment, truly you are you are automatically guilty of breaking them all. So, when you put yourself under this law-based regulations, uh, you and then you break one. You you happen to to really you know get angry with your with your uh, neighbor, your friend or co worker, whatever, you start bad mouthing them, cursing them by your words, by your gossip, you start murdering their character basically, is what gossip is. Uh, well, you know, you just you broke maybe one or two things, but according to the Bible, you have broken all of the commandments. And if you really dig deeper into that chapter, you'll see that. God has given us the grace to live by faith so that we don't have to bear the punishment of breaking one of the commandments and then being guilty of all of them. A lot of people don't understand this because they've they've been taught by so many people, and here's what happens. And my friends, please, I say this in love, I really do. We all have decided who we like, right? Let's be honest, we all have somebody we like, we love to listen to them second to the bible we feel like they're the voice of of authority for all theology we don't watch anybody else except for them uh and if that person's against another preacher then you know we're just not going to entertain those other people because they're like the the they're like the the jezebels of the group and etc. cetera so we just get to a point where we just decide whose voice we listen to and when we hear somebody we respect over and over again, and sometimes when we hear the same teaching over and over again, we just stop thinking for ourselves and doing our own homework. Now I'm going to talk about the devils that are there generationally. So so while I am saying that I do not agree with the generational curses, hang in there because I do have a perspective that I think you might find interesting. So the Bible says that if you're gonna you know, break one, you're breaking them all. So because cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. That's straight out of the Bible. It's telling you right there that cursed are you for trying to live under the law and not fulfilling every single one. That ought to scare every Christian who, who is determined to follow the generational curses. Now, um, let's look at uh, Ezekiel 18 verses 19 through 20 uh, Ezekiel came around before Jesus came onto the earth in the Bible right we know that he's that Jesus has always been but as a man and here's what is Ezekiel 18 says and that's important for you to know because even before Jesus came to pay the price for our sins before he resurrected before he sent sat at the right hand of the father he um, This is what was said. It says, Yet you say, Why should the Son not bear the punishment for the Father's iniquity? When the Son has practiced justice and righteousness and has observed all my statutes and done them, he shall surely live. The person who sins will die. The person, excuse me, the Son will not bear the punishment for the Father's iniquity, nor will the Father bear the punishment for the Son's iniquity. For the righteousness of the righteous will be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked will be upon himself." Friends, this right there with Galatians chapter 3, 8-14, through 14, you can see right there that God is not um, holding you hostage to your great-great-great-great-grandparents' sin. The thing is that because we have seen in the Christian life so many cycles repeated uh, and lifestyles repeated drug addiction, uh, alcoholism, um, you know, some kind of, of bad uh, health issue, etc. things that you see go on from one generation to the next people then automatically assume that they're cursed and And and, and so that's how they live their life. The problem with that, besides the fact that I just showed you that Galatians chapter 3, my friends, please do me a favor. Do not just hear this. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bible, Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 through 14, and then Ezekiel 18, verses 19, 19 through 20, and go study it yourself. Go study it yourself so that you can see how clearly the Word is telling you that you are not bound to your uh, father's iniquity, your great-grandfather's iniquity, great-grandmother's, and that if you continue to try to live by fulfilling the law, that that's when you're actually cursed, not because there was a sin committed by somebody else in your family now passed on to you. So. You know, we we see these things happening in our lives and we immediately assume that because they've passed on, oh, I'm cursed, I'm cursed, and we definitely have to be careful with that. Um, I'll tell you why, but before I do, I just want to remind you that you are tuned in to Teresa Lusk Ministries. Uh, we'd love for you to visit our website TeresaLusk.com. sign up for our email list we'd love to get some blogs and videos to you that we get to all our email subscribers before we put out in public we also would like to keep you updated on our upcoming events and uh, and we are always scheduling events so visit our website TeresaLusk.com. also we'd love to hear from you if you have testimonies and prayer requests or questions you can email info at lusk.com. So my friends, we are actually reading out of my book, we are, we're learning out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You can get your copy wherever books are sold online. And my friends, if our ministry is making a difference for you, if you are learning, if you're being equipped, if you're being activated, would you go to our website and donate? Any amount that the Lord leads you to, we will greatly appreciate it. And don't forget, it is tax deductible. So, today we're talking about generational curses and thieving generational devils. And, um, you know, we're talking about uh, our generational curses active today. We have a huge number of Christians who subscribe to them and a huge number who don't. And so, you know, with everything, my friends, anything that's important and of value in the Christian world, it's always going to have division around it. And I'm certainly not, uh, 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 you know, dealing with this situation to bring division, but rather to bring you freedom. And here's why. One of the things that I have seen happen with people who subscribe strongly to generational curses is that, um, that when they subscribe to this, uh, besides the fact that I've backed it up biblically, because I can tell you right there that it just said you are not under a curse. Those who are under a curse are those who are trying to, to, to do this this law thing and you can't even keep one. That's really what it's saying. But people f- spend half their life looking for their great, 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 great grandfathers and grandmothers. and their mother's sin that you can't find. God is not requiring you to play Where's Waldo. Y'all remember that? You had to find Waldo in the midst of all the, the little pictures and God's not asking you to do that, my friends. If you think about that, that's actually pretty cruel think about that we are assigning that to God. Now, before Jesus went to the cross to pay for the sins and then sat at the right hand of the Father, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. You were paying for the price of your ancestors. I mean, you can see it early on in the Bible, but then eventually God comes back and says, we're done with that. Now you're responsible for your own wickedness and you're responsible for your goodness. Okay? We saw that in Ezekiel. But then, Now that we're under a new covenant, this is why it's so important to understand Jesus dying and resurrecting and sitting at the right hand of the Father, the finished work of the cross, because we can say, okay, then we're not cursed. You know, I'm not cursed. I don't have to find this sin of my great, 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 great grandfathers. You know, I've seen people's lives um, just that they've had to go in this... uh, search that is just tiring and they wake up in hopes that they can identify that one sin and they spend their entire life looking for it. You know that says a lot about how we see God and it says a a lot about who we think God is. That doesn't mean I don't believe God is just and and that he is a God of vindication and that he will um, correct his children but correction anytime you hear a Christian talk about correction they always make him sound like the child abusing parent. He's not like our 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 earthly parents. If you told me about your own parent being, you know, disciplining you, I might have a picture of a of a broken way of disciplining your child. But not God, he's loving because of Jesus, he's made things right with with you and and him and him and you. Um, so we've got to get this, you know, God's going to come down and strike me down kind of mentality. Now, you, unfortunately, in the Christian world, you always have to uh, just cover one statement with another and with another. It could be, it, it, this, this stuff could really be ongoing, my friends. Um, but that doesn't, again, you know my ministry. I, I don't believe that we should live however we want. And it's not saying that at all. I'm just saying that. The discipline that we imagine God giving us is always full of pain and torment. You know, when people say, oh, he's going to prune you. They act like he's going to twist your arm backwards and until you cry mercy. We have got to get a new picture of our loving Father. His word is his discipline and his conviction is his discipline. And we've got to start seeing that. Um, and so anyhow, so when we live under this theology that, you know, God has hurt, that we're under a curse because of this sin of our, our, of our forefathers and, and of the, the mothers from previous generations, then you, could, you might die in the same position that you're in now. I mean, that's just sad. And then so that minimizes the work of the cross. So my friends, just know. It's time to live uh, in a it's time to shift how we view God and see that he's not this conditional God that anytime something happens that we now have to be afraid because um, because God is going to punish us and make our lives miserable. So let's talk about what is there though because, while I don't agree with the generational curses, meaning that um, that I'm still having to pay a price on purpose until I go in there and break, um, that these devils have a right to be in my life. They do not have a right to be in my life. Now, can a devil be there from prior generations? Absolutely. And that's why I don't, um, pick on generational curses so much I just like to make a clarification that I'm not required to spend my life digging for this one sin that brings people that that, you know that my great 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 grandfather committed um, and and so and therefore my life is miserable because I can't find that one sin and so I backed it up biblically and therefore I don't believe it but I do believe that the devil's see they know they know that you are, they know that you don't know your rights as a believer. They know it. They really do, my friends. They know a lot of things and I don't want to get into it in this segment too much because I don't want to um, get sidetracked from, from what we're talking about, but they know a lot of things and they know what you know and don't know. And so if you don't know theology and you don't know that you've been uh, blood-bought and that they don't have a right and that they don't get to do that, then they're going to stay there in your family line and, and continue to cause havoc. You know, while I don't agree with the curses, I do believe that some Devils are still hanging out with you and they have no business doing that. And so they have no right. Remember they're thieves. They're thieves. You know, some people say, well, you know, if you have an open door, then that's why they're going to do that. Well, I, I believe that if you're participating in sins that your family did, on part, you know, you're, you're living la vida loca, really, and you're doing whatever you want. Well, they are definitely not going anywhere because you're feeding them. You're feeding them food, sin, trauma, brokenness. Anything dark, it's like it's like power to them. It's power to them, which is why it's so important that a Christian not operate in a sinful lifestyle, because you will see those as open doors. People will see them as open doors, and so it's very important that you close the door to what to what is not of God. And remember that um, that they can be there. They absolutely can be there. And so what do you do with that well my friends it's important that you uh, acknowledge that you have nothing to do with that that you want nothing to do with that so that they don't have an opportunity uh, to feed on it and say well you know mom was like that grandma was like that so now i'm just going to stay here because i have plenty to feed on unfortunately they do influence so if you're not wise, you will Im- they will influence you and as long as you're feeding them, they're not going anywhere. You know, one of the best things you can do is to remember that whatever activity they're doing, as long as that's not what you're feeding and you're not participating in it, their existence is illegal. Their existence in your line and your family line it's illegal. And we basically can get rid of them in any other form that you get rid of anything else. Now, here's what I'm going to say, and some people may say, well, see, how are you saying that we're not cursed anymore, but yet you pray for it like if you are? Well, here's the deal. Confession has power, my friends, even if you're not necessarily uh, running with a certain behavior, lifestyle, sin, etc., on purpose, when you confess something for instance if they let's say there's alcoholism that's been in your family forever and um, you're not doing that but now you have children maybe you have grandchildren you can confess that sin and break the hold that they have because while it's it's not a curse it's still something that they've been doing in your line all this time so it's important to go ahead and confess that and say, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm going to go ahead and confess that for my family. And that's not something that's going to continue on. And I've even, you know, I I pray like that. I'll say, in the name of Jesus, this will not pass on to my children. This will not. The, the, it stops right here because I know who you are, I know what you're doing, and I know what you're not supposed to be doing. And that's one of the things we really, I encourage you to focus on is what they're not supposed to be doing. Because, like I said, once they know that you know, or once, better yet, once you know, freedom is, is inevitable. You're going to see freedom. And so I would pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I completely uh, confess the sin of alcoholism in my family. Uh, I'm not cursed and they will not continue because they don't get to do that. You know, God didn't curse you. These demons just hung out and they're running in your generation and doing whatever they want to do. And so it doesn't have to continue that way. It doesn't have to pass on. It doesn't have the right if you're a blood bond believer. And so that's what I encourage you to do and you know, that's that's the thing, you know, with some people. Even when you try to get them free and you're taking them through a form of deliverance and you're just, you know, really commanding and doing things the way the Lord Jesus did them, and you say, In the name of Jesus, I command this to happen. I command that to stop. I command this to change, whatever. And you see that there's a hold that will not break, then take them through a confession of sin. Uh, Why? Because sometimes people, that's all they have faith for, is to be able to say, Okay, I confess this sin, you know, but be aware there can be generational things that want to move on and pass on from generation to generation but they do not have to my friends you can take this concept and apply it to anything that you want because if you see other things that are in your family that seem to have passed on um, or even things that you don't see in your family that have passed on but you see that you have dealt with and you've struggled with you know you can do your family a favor in case that you did invite something into your you know your family line and um, and just say you know what no because they don't have the right to be there there's no such thing as um, you know you taking care of things in advance for your family and so I know that this is a very uh, uh, varied it's got varied opinions and and so forth and so on my friends again i just my my heart's concern is that somebody will take it and they'll never live fully free because anytime there's a bad a bad situation a, a negative circumstance something that they see playing in their life they'll want to turn around and and say well i must not have been able to find that sin and Friends, that says more about us than anything else. It says more about how we see the Lord than anything else. And so that's why it's important for us to um, to deal with it and begin to pray and say, God, give me your identity. Help me to see who you are, not who I've perceived, not who I've made up, not, not who the books that I read have told me to do, but you. What do you want me to see through this? And my friends, if you choose to stay in the theology that you're in, well, you know, more power to you. You know, I I just know what I know and I'm walking out what I know to walk out and one day we will have all the 100% certain answers and that's all we can do. But until then, I believe that um, you are called to be free. You're not called to pay the price for somebody else's error as we read in Ezekiel 18. Um, And that, you know, truly being cursed is really uh, when you try to live by the law that you cannot fulfill, which is um, Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. And so go back and read it and uh, get yourself acquainted with uh, more of what the word says and how to practice and live out um, the, the truth of the Lord. And so my friends i just want to invite you one more time go to our website teresalusk.com. there you'll find our television program times you'll find links to our youtube channel with previous programs not just podcasts but television episodes where you can become empowered there you'll find our uh, donation button would you click that and give a donation of whatever the lord is inviting you to give at this time partner with our ministry Help us to continue to um, push forward the the work of the Lord and and, uh, in His timing and in His His way. And would you get your own copy of Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life? You can find that at any bookstore online. And uh, that's where we're teaching out of today. I have already addressed in prior segments um, the... Um, different topics, the the grace space that heals. Uh, We've talked about the debate on Christians and demons. We have talked about, my friends, so much that I uh, would love for you to get the book so that you can continue to grow. We talked about God wanting people free today, the symptoms and need for deliverance, and so much more, friends. So go to our website, TeresaLusk.com, and get a hold of some awesome resources. Sign up for our email list because we'd love to stay in touch. Remember, you can email us your prayer requests, your testimonies, uh, your questions at info at TeresaLusk.com. So so let's just go back and talk a little bit about um, when we do fall into the generational curse theology. Um, It really does leave a door for the enemy to bring fear uh, because if you don't take care of, of, if you don't settle your theology in your heart regarding what you just read out of Galatians chapter 3 uh, which you need to read, do not take my word for it, and then out of Ezekiel 18 verses nine, 19 through 20 you'll see what what <clears throat> the um, generational curses really is attached to. But if we don't take care of it, we will walk in fear, my friends. So I want you to think about that. You know, we weren't supposed to live in fear. Grace was supposed to set us free from the fear, remember? Because perfect love casts out fear. And fear has to do with punishment. That's what the Word says. So I encourage you to get in the Word, read it for yourself, Um, And you know, one of the things I've just learned to do at this point in my life is even when I read books that do promote the the generational curse passionately, I've just learned to spit it out. I've learned to spit out, that's why you have to be well set in your theology so you can learn to eat from other people's wisdom because even though they say something that I don't agree with, I still have to, I still want to eat of what they have that I know is good and it's wise and then I have to spit out the rest. You're going to have to learn to do the same, my friends, if you want to grow uh, in your own walk. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to get in the Word. Don't be afraid to challenge uh, yourself and what, what, what people are teaching. The Gospel really is a lot more simple than people have made it. They've, unfortunately, we, we like to do things by works, so we've learned to earn so many things. We've learned to earn freedom, earn grace, earn a peace, and that's just not what God intended. My friends, may God richly bless you and I can't wait to be with you again. God bless.